What is up, everyone? This is Dave Rosendahl back with you for another episode of Pixels and Ink. And today, this is the third in a series of episodes that we're doing on Facebook. Today, I want to talk to you about how the Facebook algorithm works specific to the newsfeed. And so we've been talking about the newsfeed in the context of what kind of content actually gets viewed, what kind of content is getting engagement. And so if you missed any of the last two episodes, we went deep into how the newsfeed is showing you content and what kind of content you're seeing there. So if you missed any of those, please go back and listen to the last two episodes. We talked about what type of content people are seeing, the top domains that are getting traction, the most commonly clicked on links and all sorts of data that you need to know. Now, as I share this with you, I want you to know that I'm excluding content that has been boosted with ad credits, okay? So this is organic content only. If an organic post has been boosted with ad credits, only the views that are organic, in other words, the views that don't come from a boosted version of that post are counted in this research that I'm about to give you, okay? So I want you to keep that in mind. This is strictly organic content. That's really good for us as OptiChannel marketers to pay attention to, okay, because this is going to help us create better content that's going to support our marketing efforts, whether it be for you and your company, or if you're a service provider and you're offering Facebook and other digital marketing services to your clients, this is what you need to know to stay relevant. So today we're going to be walking through how the newsfeed shows you what it shows you. And I want you to understand some aspects there because they're really important to you and your development as a practitioner of Opti channels. So let's start with how does Facebook measure views and viewers? What do they mean by content views? I want you to understand how they're looking at this. So from the Facebook perspective, content views are registered when a piece of content shows up there on your newsfeed. So I have my phone here in front of me. I have my Facebook feed open right now. And as I scroll through this, if a piece of content here, if it's visible on my phone or for you on your computer or for someone else on their tablet, and it's there long enough to be seen, that's what they consider a content view. So content viewers, plural, refers to the number of accounts, Facebook accounts, who have viewed a piece of content. So they record a content view when any one of these pieces of content are on your screen, even if there's multiple pieces of content in that post, the view is assigned to that post, okay? So that one post is what gets counted. Now, how does content get pushed out or distributed in the newsfeed? If you've followed Zuckerberg or Facebook for any amount of time, you know that what they're trying to do is they're trying to connect you to who they think are the people that matter most to you, the interests that you have, and they're trying to make the world a more connected place. And they want you to see the posts that are most valuable to you in your feed. That's the idea. So they use an algorithm to determine the order of the posts that you see. So I'm closing out Facebook right now on my phone, just close it out. And if you're listening to me on your phone, then you're not gonna be able to do this with me, but I would encourage you next time you go to Facebook, open it up and think about this. How is it determining, I'm opening it right now, how is it determining what I see? Every friend I connect with, every group you join, every page you like, every comment I make, or every response you leave on a survey, what they're trying to do is figure out, is this post worth your time? And they're using that input as to what's most meaningful to you so that the algorithm could determine the order of what you and I see in the newsfeed by predicting what we're most likely to be interested in based on all of that activity. So this personalization makes us an active participant in the experience. In other words, what you and I do when we have this app open, like I do here on my phone right now, the inputs that we're giving Facebook 
allow that newsfeed to be customized. So what I see in my newsfeed is not what you see. Okay, so we're seeing two different things. That's why, you know, there's all of this talk around how things like Facebook and social media are actually contributing to some of the polarization in society right now, because from one angle, you and I are in our own echo chambers, right? What I see reinforces the types of things that I like to see that I'm interested in. And the same thing happens for you. So we need to keep that in mind. That's for another discussion, but that's something that I want you to keep in mind as we go through this. So how does the algorithm actually work? Now, of course, this is very complicated, so I'm going to try to break it down as simply as possible. There are four steps that the algorithm does in order to prioritize what is most meaningful to you, what they should put at the top of your newsfeed that you should see, all right? The first is called inventory. So the first step in the algorithm considers all of the inventory or all of the posts that you could see as you open up Facebook. So I just opened it up a second ago, like I said, and immediately when it did that, it knew all of the inventory that I could possibly see. So that could be all of the posts shared by the people I've chosen to follow. If you and I are friends on Facebook, by the way, go friend me on Facebook. Go say, hey, Dave, I heard your podcast. David Rosendahl, look me up there on Facebook. But when you open up Facebook, what it's gonna do is look at all the content of the people that you've chosen to follow, the ones that you're friends with, the pages you follow, the groups you've joined, and of course, some ads are going to be in there, recommended content that they think is relevant to us. But that's the first step is Facebook assembles an inventory of all of the content that we're eligible to see. OK, that's step one. Step two is what they call signals. And what they do here is for each of these posts. Imagine that's a list of like, let's just say 100 just for simplicity's sake. For each of those 100 posts, the algorithm considers multiple factors like which one of your friends posted it? Have you previously interacted with that person? Whether it's a photo, a video, a link. How popular is the post based on the things like how many of your friends like that? How many pages reshared it, et cetera? All of these things are called signals. And these signals are used to assess the popularity of that post, the media type, your device, all of the things that they can understand about you and that post. They use that to then assess those factors for each of those posts. With that information, then in step three, the algorithm uses all of those signals to make a series of predictions about how each post is going to do, how relevant it's going to be for you. So, for example, they're looking at how likely is it that you might comment on that piece of content or how likely will you find it to be worthy of your time, meaning that you dwell, you spend more time on that post. And so they do a lot of research and feed a lot of information asking people whether a post was worth their time. And based on those survey responses, they use that to predict how likely people are to find a post worthwhile. And posts that are predicted to be more worthwhile to you are shown higher up in your newsfeed, all right? Now, the fourth step, this last step here, is where the algorithm calculates what's called a relevance score. If you've been around digital marketing, Facebook ads, PPC, Google ads, those types of things, you've probably heard of a relevance score before in paid advertising. This is similar in organic where a relevance score for each post in your inventory is created and is assigned based on the signals and predictions. So posts with higher scores are more likely to be interesting to you. So they place those higher up the newsfeed. So as I'm scrolling through my phone right now and seeing posts from some of my friends and the relevant score for those has got to be high because I'm seeing those earlier here in my experience. Posts with lower scores are going to be closer to the bottom. Now, occasionally, 
They also recommend content to us that is from a source or from a person that we're not connected to. If they think it's going to be relevant or interesting to us, they're always trying to expand the content that they can show us by showing us things that we think we might be interested in. So in summary, our choices, our behavior combined with the ranking algorithms work together in the newsfeed to determine what you and I see, starting with number one, inventory, which is posts from your friends, pages and groups that you're eligible to see. They do remove any posts that have violated the terms of service, so you're not seeing those, but that's step one. Step two is where they assess. That's where they look at the signals, like who posted it, when was it posted, how popular is it, what type of device does it seem to be doing well on, and then step three, they move into predict, which are the indicators, the positive indicators, like if a post is likely to be worth your time. And they also look at negative indicators. They look at things like if the post might be clickbait and they decrement the score if it might be clickbait. And then they order them. They order that big list by adding up all the positive indicators, subtracting the negatives, and putting posts with the highest scores, meaning those that are most likely to be valuable to you at the top of your newsfeed. So I hope that kind of makes sense. Now, so that's how the algorithm works. Now, let's dip into what actually gets increased distribution in the newsfeed and what doesn't. I want you to remember that this is important because as Opti-Channel marketers, we need to understand the platforms that matter to our audience and we need to create content that works well for those platforms, that's native to that platform and that gets rewarded by that platform. So in the case of Facebook, the algorithm considers all of these personalized predictions, like how likely you are to find a post relevant, as well as some of the content specific quality markers that can influence a post position in the newsfeed. So for example, there are some kinds of content, as I went through this report, to which the algorithm gives increased distribution, meaning that you're likely to get more distribution for these types of posts. So if it's from your friends or family, if you have indicated that it's worth your time, if it's likely to foster a meaningful interaction, or if it contains a quality indicator, like a piece of news that's original content, or if people will likely feel a piece of news content is informative as measured through surveys that Facebook runs, the algorithm assigns it a higher relevance score and often it shows up closer to the top of your newsfeed. Now, the other side of this, we need to be really attentive to this, is that there are some kinds of posts that people have told Facebook that they don't wanna see or that are harmful and broadly understood to be negative. And so they remove content from Facebook all the time. I know people talk about censorship and I have a lot of friends that get up in arms about this, but what they're trying to do, I believe this to be true, is that you know it's a tough thing to try to figure out how to moderate the content. And so what they're trying to do through a combination of people and algorithms and technologies to figure out what kind of content poses a real risk of harm. You know, what kind of content has graphic violence, hate speech, fake COVID-19 cures, those kinds of things that go against what Facebook believes to be true, that goes against community standards that prohibit hateful or harmful content. And I know that they're investing a lot of time and energy and money in order to understand how to do that better. Also, if a post is likely to contain misinformation or some sort of sensationalized health claim or clickbait, what I'm finding in this report is that they actually give that a lower relevance score and it appears lower in the newsfeed as a result. So they're monitoring for new types of problematic content like this, and they develop new algorithmic levers to detect and enforce against them. Really fascinating stuff. So that's what I think you need to know about how content either gets more distribution or less distribution there in the newsfeed. One more area I want you to know about, and again, this is important for us as marketers, is I want you to understand how they recommend new content in the newsfeed. So beyond helping us connect with people we already know, 
Facebook, the marketing platform, the, the brain behind Facebook is trying to help you, is trying to help me discover interesting new content from around the world. And to do this, the news feed is going to occasionally suggest new videos, pictures, photos, articles from pages and groups that you don't already follow, but that they think might be of interest to us. And those show up in the news feed. You might see them in things like, hey, this is a group you might want to join. Here's a page you might like. Here's people you might know. You've probably seen that one a lot and recommended videos in Watch, which is their video viewing service. And these post suggestions are primarily based on factors like engagement that you've had in posts, related topics and location for where you are and what you're doing. And because you haven't chosen to follow those accounts on Facebook, they have very clear guidelines in this document here about what content they aim to recommend to people. And so they use a variety of factors to determine that, like I said, engagement, related topics that you might be interested in, and your location. It's interesting to read about location because they show content based on where you are and what people near you are interacting with on Facebook. So that's really something interesting that you should also take into consideration. So has this been helpful to you? In a moment, I'm gonna give you my cell phone number here. If you wanna find out more about this, please go to our blog. We have a blog page for each of these episodes. We're gonna link up to this information, to these reports, so you can go and read more and dig into it. But I wanna know if this has been useful to you. Shoot me a text. I'm going to give you that text number here in a minute. Email me, david.rosendahl at mindfireinc.com. And I want to hear from you. We invest hours and hours and hours of time. You can tell I geek out about this stuff, right? But we invest all of this time in understanding the inner workings of these platforms, these channels, whether it be direct mail, whether it be Facebook, whether it be LinkedIn, whether it be ringless voicemail, all of these different channels that you as a marketer, that you as a service provider can offer to your clients. So we're here to help you understand those things, to equip you with what you need to know. I hope it's been useful to you. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And now stay tuned for my cell phone number here so you can shoot me in some questions as well as give me some feedback. Talk to you soon. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Really quick, I just wanted to let you know we've just opened up a texting community, which means that you can text me questions right now. And I'm spending anywhere between 10 to 30 minutes a day answering questions from people like you that are listening to the podcast. So I want you to stop and pull out your phone right now and text me at 949-506-5835. Or if you're listening to us right now on a podcast player, let's say on your phone, maybe you're going for a run or going on a walk, you can go to the description of this podcast right now, go click on it. And my team has put the number and a link that you can click on to make the process even easier for you to text me, okay? So look at that or write it down, 949-506-5835. And when you text me, just say, hello, Dave. It's, you know, whatever your name is. And it will add you to my phone. And then it's going to shoot you back a message where you can add me to your phone. And we can then talk from that point forward, okay? I'm going to be giving away tips, links to live interviews, free stuff, quotes, frameworks, training links only things that you can get through this texting platform. And also something specific for our friends in the print and agency community. You know, we come across leads all the time for print work and agency work, things that as a software company, you know, we just don't do. But I think many of you probably want to know about those things. And we come across these leads in places that you're probably not frequenting. So if you want to be able to get those leads, I also send those through text to this community. So if that's helpful to you, pull out your phone, Text me at 949-506-5835. Or like I said, if you're listening on a podcast player on your phone, 
You can go to the description. My team has put the number as well as a link that I think you can click and it'll make it even easier for you to text me. I can't wait to hear from you. See you later. Bye-bye.